Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Jeremiah 29, verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Everybody say, all your heart. heart. Amen. Clap your hands and you may be seated. Praise God. I want to preach on the subject, all your heart. All your heart. When the Bible refers to the human heart, it's not talking about this muscle that's pumping your blood through your body. Amen. It's talking about something much more important, much more complex. Amen. And it's talking about the seat of our emotions. It's talking about where the source of our feelings. Amen. It's talking about where compassion comes from, where kindness comes from, mercy and sympathy, generosity, unselfishness, affection, and love come from. Amen. Our heart, our biblical heart is a very complicated thing. Amen. In fact, the Bible said in Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So out of our heart really are the issues of life. Amen. Everything that that we are and where we go and who we're with and what we do and the, and the things that, that happen in our lives, a lot of times all come from our hearts. Amen. Praise God. And what happens in our heart many times is bigger than us. It's bigger than we can handle. Praise God. Because our heart can become faint. Our heart can become hardened. And our heart even can become evil. Amen. It will condemn us from time to time. It will deceive us. Amen. And sometimes, you know, when we look at other people, you know, it's funny because, you know, we, we're, all, we're good at uh, taking care of other people's situations, but not our own sometimes, right? We look at like somebody else's yard and go, boy, you know, uh, I think you ought to do this, this, and this. And then we got like, a, like ter- weeds this high and can't see over anybody and stuff. Yeah, don't worry about mine. I got mine under control, but yours, oh man, yours got, you got gophers over there and I don't know what all. You got junkin' back there, whatever. Uh, but, you know, we think we know we can read people and, you know, some people can read people better than others. But, you know, we think we can, we can know other people's hearts, you know, and, and you know, for, for in, in a way you can to a point, you can listen to their words, you can observe their actions, And you can get an idea of what's in their heart, but you really don't know their heart. Amen. Because the Bible said in 1 Samuel 16, 7, The Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God sees the heart like nobody can see it. Amen. He sees your heart, amen, like I can't see your heart. Only God truly knows every aspect of what is in that other person's heart. And that's why we shouldn't jump to conclusions. We shouldn't, amen, about others. We shouldn't judge 
them, amen, or condemn them. Because, you know, we haven't really walked a mile in their moccasins like the old saying goes. We really haven't put ourselves in their shoes, amen. And we don't really know their hearts, and we don't really know what they're going through inside, amen. Because some people can put on a good face sometimes, amen. And, and you say, okay, well, I can understand that, but some people will say this, well, maybe I don't know what's in somebody else's heart, but I sure know what's in my own heart. <clears throat> you sure about that? I wouldn't be so sure about that. I think I know. Heart, what are, what are we doing today? What's going on? But, you know, sometimes, like I say, your heart can deceive you. Your heart can falsely condemn you. You don't know what's going on. I wouldn't be so sure about the fact that we know our heart inside and out and we got it all under control. Amen. Jeremiah 17, 9 said, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? That includes me. Our own heart can deceive us so we really don't know everything there is to know about it. There are times it condemns us and we're not sure why. We ponder about it. We wonder about it. We fret about it. We worry about it. And we still come up with no real answers sometimes. Amen. The Bible says in 1 John 3.20, If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Amen. That's what I like about God. Amen. He knows that our heart's going to condemn us from time to time. And we don't know why sometimes. But He knows. Amen. Praise God. He's greater than our heart. And that's why we got to bring our heart to the one that's greater than our heart. We got to bring our heart to the one that created our heart. We got to bring our heart to the one that can fix it. He's the one, he's the mender of the broken heart. Praise God. The bottom line is our hearts need a lot of care and maintenance. Amen. And we can't provide all that care and maintenance. We can do some of it, but we can't do a lot of the heavy lifting. That's only God can do that. Amen. The only solution to a healthy heart, amen, and a happy heart is to have the one that created it, the one who knows all about it, to be the keeper of it. Amen. Every day of our life. Amen. But that means I got to yield. That means I got to surrender. That means I got to submit. I got to allow him to take over. And that's the hard part because pride and ego and stubbornness and all kinds of reasons why people don't give him all of their heart. Amen. Sometimes we give him a little sliver and we get a sliver's worth of results. Amen. I'm here to tell you, amen, today, if we give him more of our heart, we're going to see more of God in our life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's the way it is. Praise the Lord. You see, though God created our hearts, he will not force his way into our hearts uninvited. He's not one of those guys that's going to barge his way in your front door. He's not going to do, amen, some kind of a, you know, just bust your door down uh, when you're not wanting him to, when you're not even looking or not even expecting it. He's a perfect gentleman. Amen. He speaks with a still, small voice. Amen. He's got a comforting spirit. Uh, and he will patiently wait for our invitation. 
Some people will never give that invitation. And that's a sad situation. Amen. But that's what the whole church is all about. That's what the Bible is all about. That's what Jesus is dying on the cross is all about. Amen. He's patiently waiting after he did all his part. He's waiting for people to do their part and invite him in and give them, give him all of their heart. See, that's where free will comes in. We must ask him to come into our hearts. It must be our choice. Praise God. That's why God never wanted to force love. He didn't force Adam and Eve to love him. He didn't force anybody to love him because forced love is not genuine love. It's not true love. You know, shotgun weddings, you'll still get married. Let's see, you get married or you want to go to the graveyard? Well, I guess I'm getting married. You know, shotgun weddings, they call them, right? Amen. That's forced love. Or people that are espoused, you know, in, in royal times, uh, amen, uh, there would be one king in one country and a king in another country, and they would both have children. And before those children even were grown up, uh, they, would, they would already have them planned and espoused, uh, and they would have them all married, and the princess would marry the prince of this area so that they'd make peace and this and that, and they might not even have true, true love. They didn't want to like each other. They, you know, but it was the parents that did it for political and expediency or whatever, amen, but that's all forced love, and that's, that's not what it's all about with God. He, amen, wants us to love him willingly. Love him because of, he's shown you what he did. Now, do you, do you want me, or do you just still want the world? You still want uh, the, you know, your own ways, amen. That's what he's talking about. It's got to be our choice. He loves people so much that he will knock on their heart's door throughout their lives, hoping they will open the door so he can come in, take up residence, and work his wonders in our hearts. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's Jesus speaking. If, any man hear, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. So he's just knocking on our heart's door. Hey, it's Jesus. I created you, but uh, I gave you a free will, and uh, I'm going to give you your space, and I'm not going to bust your door down because I could because I, I created you, and so, you know, you, you technically belong to me, so I, I, I can just bust your door down, but that's not the way I operate because I love you, and I, I, I want you to come to me on your own, praise God, and I'm just going to knock on your door, amen, and speak to you softly, praise God, and our heart has a door that can only be opened from the inside, and we got to do it. You know, when I look back on the years of my life before I came to God, before I opened the, my heart's door to Him, I can still remember the times that He knocked, amen, and I ignored Him. So many times He knocked and I put Him off. Years go by, He knocked and I told Him to go away. I want to do my own thing. I made fun of church people i got up on sundays after partying all night on saturdays and like well, I, don't, I don't know how these people are going to church because man i wouldn't be able to make it because i can hardly even see straight or whatever but see i didn't care i didn't know I, I was belligerent about that stuff and i just put them off told them to go away i remembered vividly some of the people he sent my way to and situations he sent my way to get my attention to, to tell me about him, to tell me about what he has for me. Amen. 
praise God. And, uh, and, and I just told them to go away. Some of them I was mean with. Some of them I just, you know, just ignored or whatever. But I'm so thankful that when it was all said and done, amen, after all those times I put them off, uh, that he did not go away. I'm so thankful that he kept knocking on my door because that's the best thing that ever happened to me was when I opened the door and let Jesus in. That was the best thing, the greatest thing. But wasn't getting married to this beautiful lady uh, the best thing? No, that was the second best thing. But it's right up there. Amen. Sorry, Jesus first, then my family. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And because of Jesus, we're, you know, we're going 38 years strong here pretty soon. Praise God. Amen. There's, a lot of, there's some people sitting here that are not even 38 years old. We've been, you know, we've been marrying longer than people have been alive. It's like, I, I, and, and I, I'm, not, I'm not old. I, I'm not getting old. Amen. And my mom might, would say, my mom said, you don't even know what old is. Praise God. <laughs> the people at the rest home service, when I tell them some of them are 95 and 90, and I go, man, man, I'm pushing 60 and I'm falling apart. And they just almost roll out of their wheelchairs and laugh. You don't know what falling apart is, young man. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But once I opened that door, once I let him in, praise God, everything changed for the better. He came in and started cleaning house and getting my heart in order. Only as I allowed him to, though. Amen. Because some people, they open the door and they're standing right there, and they let him right in the entry, and then he's just sitting in, standing in the entry. Are you going to invite me in to, like, sit down? And, can I go, like, a couple steps further? And they go, nope, you're, you're in, that's it. And they're only going to get so much out of Jesus if you leave him in the entryway. Oh, you open the door, but, you know, no, Lord, you know, you don't want to go back there. Whoo, it's rough. You don't want to go in that room. You definitely don't want to go upstairs. And there's a closet up there. I'm never opening to you. Whoo, scary stuff in there. But God's got to give, you got to give him all your heart. Yes, yes. Amen. Because those things that you're scared about, those things that you're ashamed of and embarrassed of or whatever, those are the things that he wants to help you with. Yes. Those are the things that are keeping you up at night. Those are the things that are giving you nightmares. Those are the things that are holding you back. You got to open up all your heart to him. Every step of the way, we have to continue, continually yield to God's will and desire to, trans, to transform and keep our heart to, in the way that he wants it to be. Psalms 51.10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Once you invite him in, then you got to keep uh, allowing him to go further. you got to open it up. Amen. David prayed this prayer, create in me a clean heart. He's asking for God. God, come on in and do what you need to do. That's what we got to get to. Amen. To get it all taken care of. Praise God. Psalm 139, 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Amen. Let God all weigh down deep inside. Psalm 51, 6. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being where our heart is. And you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. 
What's the secret heart? That's the, that's the place where we keep too many secrets. Amen. That even from, we're trying to, you can't keep any secrets from God because everything's open to Him. Amen. But there's some of those things, we got to let Him into our secret part of our heart and let Him take out whatever needs to go out. He doesn't just want to, he doesn't just want us to be a good person on the surface. He doesn't want us just to be a good person on the outward because men look outwardly and they're going to look, hey, that looks like a pretty good person. Amen. But in a, that's why Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. They looked real good and sharp on the outside. But he said, you guys look like whitewashed tombstones and, grave, and, and you know, graveyards and, and stuff and, and uh, mausoleums or whatever. They all painted up and looked great on the outside. He said, full of dead men's bones. He said, you need to let me in and clean out the bones. Clean out all the dead stuff. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. He wants us to be good person deep down in our hearts, even where nobody can see. Our hearts are like a home with many rooms and storage areas. And when we allow him to come into our hearts, we got to let him go all the way. Amen. We got to give him full access. He wants every room, every closet, every cupboard, every shelf, every nook, every cranny. Amen. Even the place behind the medicine cabinet, unlock the door and pull out, some, pull out the brick and something's back there. He, he wants that place. He goes, how, how did he know that's where it was? I hope, I hope that wasn't a good guess. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. You know what I mean? Like down to every little thing. I'm talking uh, metaphorically of our heart. Every inch. The Spirit of God is like the candle of the Lord. He looks in our souls, and, he, and the Word of God is, divides deep into our heart. The Bible said, piercing, dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and the marrow as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. Amen. God wants to get in there and help us. He's not doing it to hurt us. He's doing it to help us. Amen. Be better people. Amen. Be better people for ourselves. Be better people for our families and our jobs, wherever we are. Amen. Because this thing doesn't work if we don't give him, don't try to give him all of our heart. We can't be half-hearted about our walk with God and think that we can still receive the fullness of God in our lives. Amen. And that's why Jesus spoke in the, in the same chapter when he talked about knocking on the heart's door. He also talked about, uh, you know, that, that uh, we need to be on fire for God. He doesn't want us to be lukewarm or cold. Praise God, because he can't work with that. He has to be able to, when we're on fire for him, he, we can, he can do great things through people like that. Praise God. We've got to allow him our hearts. Praise God. Amen. We can't hold back our heart, part of it, and allow other things to take up residence that will cause us grief and say, no, Lord, this half of the house, I'll let you have, but this half is still mine, or, or I, let, I let somebody else have this part, or I let this to take over this part. Amen. We can't let something or somebody, amen, commandeer what really belongs to God. He created our hearts to live inside the whole thing. Amen. And really our hearts have a God-shaped hole. I preached that one time and people thought I had a medical issue because this, I guess it was the way I said it. Amen. I visited a church and preached uh, that I was born with a hole in my heart. And I talked about, you know, and, 
and what, you know, all this stuff and whatever. And they all thought it was a medical deal or whatever. And I go, and I go, and you know what? All of you were too. And they go, oh, really? We didn't even know it said, yeah, amen. It's a God shaped hole. Praise yeah. God. And you can't put a square peg in a round hole. You can't put other stuff in God's hole. Amen. God's the only fit. He purposely made it like that so that you would not be truly satisfied in life until you've got him inside there. Woo! And give him all of your heart. All of your heart. Hey, man, if we're going to be successful, we must give him all of our hearts. Deuteronomy 10, 12, And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Amen. And then somebody came up to Jesus and asked him a question in Matthew 22, verse 36. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And you know why that this is the greatest commandment in the Bible? So basically he was saying out of every commandment in the whole Bible, from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 and everything in between, all 66 books, all, amen, 1,189 chapters, amen, every single commandment, there's one that, that outshines them all and it's the greatest of all. And if you can get that one down, you're going to be okay. And that's to love God with all. All of your heart. Amen. And of course, mind, strength, and soul, everything. But when, and the reason why it's the greatest of all is because when you do keep that commandment to love God with all your heart, amen, you'll keep all the other commandments. And you'll allow him to lead you. And you'll treat others with decency and respect. And you'll be the best person you can be in his, by in his namesake. Amen. Because you're loving him. And when you get that all prioritized and you love God and you put him first and you let him have all your heart. Amen. You're going to keep the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Then you don't need to worry about. Not, not, I'm not saying you don't need to worry about the Ten Commandments. You don't need to worry about all the. The things that Jesus said and all the other commandments in the Bible. What I mean by that is when you do that, then all these will fall into place. Uh-huh. Praise God. Uh-huh. Amen. Because Paul said it in Romans 13. When you love, when you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself, you fulfill the law. You fulfill the Ten Commandments. Amen. You're not going to do those things against people. You're not going to whatever. So you're not going to be subject to those rules and laws because they're not going to, you're not going to do them. So you won't come under the judgment of them because you're going to do what God wants you to do. And we're going to be preemptive. And we're going we're gonna to get a head start. And we're going to allow God, amen, to be in our hearts and take over. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some people wonder why things are not going to go in the way they want them to go. Some people amen, wonder why maybe some of their prayers are not being answered. Or maybe why isn't my healing not coming? But you know, and, and there's many reasons why. But one of the reasons could be the answer to these questions. Amen. Could very well be that I have not given him all my heart. Or the parts of my heart that are keeping me from these things. 
Amen. There's a lot of conditional promises in the Bible. There's a lot of if and then promises in the Bible. There's a lot of things that if we will do our part, then it opens the floodgates for God to do his part. Amen. Let's give him all our heart. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 13 was our opening verse. You shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Praise God. Amen. And everybody knows that when your heart is not in something, I mean, most people know, like I know, like if my heart's not in something and I'm doing it, like I even know, like, eh, you know, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not into this. And other people are perceptive enough to see when your heart's not in something. And when your heart's not truly in this, it's going to show in many ways. But when you seek God with all your heart, and you search for Him with all your heart, guess what? You're going to find Him every time. And that's our frustration. God, where are you? God, what's going on? God, can't you see the situation? Amen. Give me all your heart. Allow me to come in and I'll show you many things and it's going to flow freely. Because that one verse we read earlier, 1 John 3, 20, if our heart condemns, uh, condemns us, he's, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. And the next verse says, if our heart condemns us not, then we have peace through, to, through God. Amen. Hallelujah. And we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. Amen. We will have those things that we ask of him. Praise God. People don't realize amen they ask and not receive and then they wonder how come amen because he said because you got to keep my commandments and do those things which are pleasing in my sight and then when you ask you shall receive it's all tied together God help us I know we're not perfect and there'll be days we don't give him all of our heart but it should be our goal to strive for every day Amen. I can tell you that I, there's days I don't give them all my heart. Oh, you're the pastor. Maybe you should step down. Well, I might fall down if I step down. I can step down over there. Amen. Amen. I'm just a, I'm just a man preaching to people. <laughs> Praise God. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Amen. Preaching to sinners saved by grace. Amen. Washed in the blood sanctified by the spirit amen we such were some of you but we're washed now we're sanctified we're justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god amen praise god but that's what church is all about that's what prayer is all about and fasting in the word it keeps us going on the right direction. It keeps us on the highway of holiness. It keeps us on the straight and narrow way for Him. Amen. And we all encourage one another. And we all pray for one another. Amen. And we're all going to make it if we stay with the Lord. And give Him all of our heart. Praise God. Amen. 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 The more we give him, the better off we'll be. Let's pray wholeheartedly and we'll receive wholehearted responses. Let's praise and worship him 
wholeheartedly and we will receive his presence in a mighty way for God inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm 86, 12 said, I will praise thee, O my Lord, my God, with all my heart. I'll praise you with all my heart. Let's search the scriptures and obey them wholeheartedly. Amen. Let's love him wholeheartedly. And when we strive to do that, we're going to be okay. Amen. Things are going to fall into place. God is going to bless. Amen. Would you stand with me? What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.